Thank you everyone for the opportunity to share among you. A passage in John has been coming to mind recently, so I wanted to share a bit of what has spoken to me. The reading is John 3, 1 through 11. So it's uh, Jesus and Nicodemus, and this is a new, new Living Translation. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And then Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. The conversation continues a bit, but that's the section I was wanting to speak about. Firstly, <clears throat> I have to say that up until recently, I had Nicodemus all wrong. I mean, he seemed a bit dense, <laughs> you know. Uh, everyone knows Jesus was using born again as a metaphor, right? I mean, it seems silly to even suggest a physical birth of a grown man in a womb. Unless you're thinking of Mork and Mindy, that's the only case I can think of. But <laughs> um, I mean, even my six-year-old knows she can't go back into the womb Although I think sometimes, I think we all wish we could, but, and even a bigger kid could understand that this was metaphorical. So why did Nicodemus ask that? Nicodemus is a religious leader, a teacher, a judge of Hebrew law. And while born again is common in Christian parlance nowadays, it was a metaphor also familiar to ancient Judaism as well. There are references to becoming like a newborn child in Jewish tradition, like when you convert to Judaism, when you get married, or even when you become king of Israel. Maybe his question was more tongue-in-cheek. I mean, was he trying to make fun of Jesus? It doesn't make sense that he would have such a hard time with this metaphor, unless, um, unless he was picking up on a somewhat hidden and double meaning of this phrase, born again. Actually, in some translations, it's born from above 
anno then in Greek has these common usages, A, from above or from heaven, B, from the beginning or from their origins or source, C, again, anew. So yes, there's perhaps more than just two meanings to this, but this conversation was likely in Aramaic, and if that's the case, then the words would have been menderish, meaning born from the head. And that's an even stranger metaphor for us. But I keep going back to how this conversation came about in the first place. Nicodemus was there talking to Jesus in the middle of the night. It wasn't an act of showmanship. No, in his opening words to Jesus, he accepts his miraculous acts as true. And he even presumed Jesus was sent by God. I don't think he was trying to make fun of Jesus, nor was he a heathen or had a hard heart. I think he was a spiritual seeker. He was there to learn. He saw what Jesus did in the temple with the tables. He knew it was a radical understanding of spirituality, but maybe Jesus had the answer that would answer some question or calling that lingered deep within him. I mean, he was a leader in the Jewish community in high standing, a Pharisee, part of the Sanhedrin. He was doing fine in both religious terms and societal standing. He knew the law, but there was a power within Jesus that woke him up to the idea that there was so much more to know. So he goes to Jesus and says, clearly you're here to teach us. And so Jesus starts teaching. This is the truth, Jesus says. Unless you're born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And here's the thing that clicked for me when I read this. Nicodemus knew there was something more to this, so he pressed. He knew it was a double entendre. He knew it was perhaps more literal than a metaphor. Nicodemus was trying to tease out the meaning from Jesus. He's crossing this off his list. So do you mean the kind of birth where a man can go back in the womb? And Jesus continues teaching this deeply meaningful lesson. A side note here, all of these ancient languages, Hebrew and Aramaic, um, had fewer words than we do in English. For example, ancient Hebrew had only 8,000 words to work with, while English has 170,000 approximately. So Jesus couldn't go around making up new words to describe what he meant. He had to use the known to describe the unknown. And to describe a spiritual experience that is invisible to the physical eyes of most, of most people he spoke with is his challenge throughout his life. I came across an article from the Atlantic, um, it's a few years old now, but it said how to say almost everything in a hundred word language. It was describing a new language that a linguist by the name of Sonia Lang created in 2001 and it's called Tokipono, Pona, Tokipona. And the purpose um, of creating this new language was to remove the complexity from the thought process and encourage positive thinking realizing that language shapes the way we think and behave. And I think that, uh, I think of this as Jesus speaks and he uses a language with minimal words to describe something invisible to the human eye. How is 
Eng how has English changed the meaning of this passage for us? Now back to the story. Jesus continues with more symbolism and metaphor. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and, and the spirit. Okay, born of water and spirit, born of water and spirit. I, I can just imagine Nicodemus, he's trying his best. He wants to know more. How, he asks, how does this happen? He wants to know this like on an experiential level. level. And Jesus acts surprised, or maybe he's not really surprised, but he's just trying to make a point. You're a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. Nicodemus is a respected Jewish teacher, yet he doesn't know what born again means. But this form of no, the word no that Jesus uses is the personal experience type of no. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. Nicodemus hasn't experienced being born from above, or at least he hasn't realized it, being born from spirit. I was like Nicodemus. I didn't know what born again meant. I mean, I understood it conceptually, and I had understood it in a metaphorical sense. And perhaps there are layers to this that we reveal over time. Maybe 10 years ago, I was born again to a new understanding. And then another 10 years, I will see something even deeper in this text. But for me, here's my new understanding today. If I were to use one of the 170,000 English words available to me to describe born again, I would probably use regenerated. I am regenerated by the spirit and it comes from on high. Um, this is an energy that comes through the body. I mean, literally th from the head, through the head. With this energy comes a cleansing and a transformation of my thoughts and emotions into love. It took me pr uh, practicing yoga to understand this in a deeper way. And for Nicodemus, he's leaving his spiritual tradition to find a new meaning to what his, um, to access this knowledge deep within him, to, to experience this on a personal level. And this makes me think of the lyrics of one of my favorite songs as a teenager, A Rushing Wind by Keith Green. Now, I was by no means a fan of Christian music back then. <laughs> I loved alternative rock, and I can remember the first moment I heard Pearl Jam over the airwaves my junior year of high school in a record shop in Hollywood. I mean, that's how, that's my taste in music, and that's how much it impacted me. It was, like, transcendent. <laughs> okay, but and Christian music back in the 80s was, like, terrible, but I, sorry, but... Um, the only other Christian music I had on cassette back then was the Christian hair metal band Striper. Anyone know that? To Hell with the Devil? Anyway, <laughs> so hilarious. Um, okay, but back to Keith Green. There was something about his music that caused a deep stirring in me every time I heard it. It spoke to me so deeply. I could feel the intensity with which he experienced God's presence. Now, here's this the, the opening lyrics to this song. 
rushing wind blow through this temple, blowing out the dust within. Come and breathe your breath upon me. I've been born again. And this has been a prayerful song for me many times in my life, but at this stage, it's deeply resonant. Being born again is indeed a spiritual birth. It has a beginning, a no turning back moment of surrender and reclamation. See the spiritual, see the spiritual aspect of us is there all along. We cannot have an earthly physical body of flesh without also a spiritual body to animate it. So what is born again? The birthing of the spiritual experience comes when we awaken to it, when we realize it's there and it has power to change our lives. We wake up, we come out of darkness through a birth canal and into a new understanding of un until now invisible world. Jesus says, I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. It's because we cannot see it if we can't perceive it. How we get to perceiving it is the question. It's the question. But Jesus is giving us, he's laying down clues. He's giving us breadcrumbs. When we have the ears to hear and eyes to see, we will pick up on them. When Jesus says, be born with the Spirit from above, he's also describing a spiritual practice, uh, practice of meditation and prayer and breathing. And with incredible synchronicity, that song from Jill is right there, right there with what I'm saying breathe the spirit from above your head into your heart through your body cleanse your thoughts and emotions with the spiritual breath spirit is breath and wind in aramaic remember this is not only figurative it's as real or more real than our previous watery umbilical birth Breathing literally gives us life. It's a chemical and electrical experience and not a figurative metaphor. Being born again is not a one and done process. This is an everyday rebirth. In fact, an every breath rebirth. Sit, meditate, and from the quiet of a daily meditation, from that spaciousness and the solitude of the womb within, I slowly rise with that spirit animating me. I breathe it up. I, I conjure it and in a, in a, I gather it. I quicken it into me. It's a ball of electric love. And although no one believes Jesus that this is the wind of the Holy Spirit he speaks of, he understands that we must experience it to know it. It's not enough for him to say it or for one to study it in books. Much of what Jesus speaks has a double meaning, a, a face value meaning and a deeper mystical one too. In fact, our lives are like that too. They, they have a face value meaning and also a metaphorical or of our spiritual journey. It mirrors our soul. Our earthly challenge is to awaken to more, to understand and to grow, but also to communicate and share for that common understanding and growth of all. 
what each of us experiences on this journey matters to the whole. Share your birth stories and your rebirth stories and listen to others. This is how we see the kingdom of God emerge before our eyes. Have you experienced being born of the spirit? How has someone else's rebirth story impacted you?